0: People were saying um, for horny soccer moms, which I was like, that's really rude, first of all. Yeah. Kelly's not a mom,
1: and she doesn't even play <laughs> soccer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to this shot episode of the Bring Your Own Book podcast. I'm Nikki. I'm Kelly. And I'm Tilly. And today we are doing things a little differently. Two of us have read the book, and one of us hasn't. And that book is The War of Two Queens by Jennifer L. Armontrout. A little disclaimer that Tilly is the one who has not read the book. And it is not because she just didn't finish it. It is because she decided after the second one, that this just wasn't her cup of tea. And I don't know if this is going to turn into Kelly and I trying to convince her that it will be her cup of tea. But, <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> but we have some stuff we're going to go over. So it yes. should be extra fun today.
0: <laughs> yes. Nikki, I can't wait. she gave the very cute title of sloppy seconds instead of a shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think so. that's probably more the vibe of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Take all of this information with a
1: grain of salt. I've read all of these books once. Kelly has read the first one like 8 million times and the (laughs) other ones once. Once. So. Oh, have you read read the the first... I was just going to say, I've read the first two books. I really enjoyed the first book from Blood and Ash. We do have an episode on this book in our first season. So if you're looking for like facts and uh structure, <laughs> maybe that's uh, something you should listen to if you haven't already. Uh, I really enjoyed the first book and I read the second. I know Kelly loves the whole series. I was really convinced. Um, but unfortunately, the second book just didn't really work for me and kind of fell apart in terms of... um like what I was interested in seeing. So I decided not to continue on with the series, but I very much support Kelly and Nikki loving it and I'm excited to hear them talk about it because I'm just a little invested. I want to know about the drama. I want to know about how some of the characters ended up, but not so much that I wanted to like put in the time myself to read it. So it is a little lazy of me, I will admit, but also there's no. only so much time to read and we have to be choosy sometimes.
0: Well, yeah, and these books are thick. Like they're very so thick. big. Her. Have you read the companion novel yet, Nikki? No, I'm waiting until the second one comes out so I can read them all together. Okay, so What's I the have read the comp- one again. Yes, it's A Shadow in the Ember. I always right. confuse that title with An Ember in the Ashes by Sabata Here, right. which I haven't read. <laughs> so. Similar titles though, yeah. Yes, but that's the Flesh and Fire series, and that's a companion series that happens thousands of years before From Blood and Ash. So she released that book right before The War of Two Queens, and I've read them both, so it makes a lot of sense. We got a lot of info from that one that helps us out with this book, but mm. have I remembered it all? No. <laughs> so we will see how this goes. I mean,
1: that's the thing. They're like thick books, but the, the they're not dense. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's so much that happens but also so much that doesn't happen. It's a very particular thing where it's like, if I read them, I would read, I would read them quickly, but I wouldn't be able to retain a lot because I don't know why. It's just, I, I don't know. It's like a phenomenon with Jennifer. Yeah. I like when people say, recommend me a good book. Is this a, is this a good book? Yeah. Is it a good book? No, <laughs> it's not. The prose non-existent the the time and place energy also non-existent because sometimes they're like talking like it's kind of medieval times and then they're like, wow, that's so random. What yeah. the fuck? And I'm like, okay, what what is this? And also, can I just say, the Niktos book that came out has mm-hmm. another similarity that really bothers me. So... It has the exact same fucking cover as from Blood and Ash. They just made it dark. <laughs> no. It is exactly the same. Oh the God. background fight, is fight, exactly
0: fight. the same. It's but there's just a dark. moon and a dragon eye.
1: Yeah, it's like the <laughs> emblem, but everything else is the exact same cover. I'm like, you were really so lazy, you couldn't have picked a different part of the picture. Like, you couldn't have just, like, moved the little Photoshop window over and chosen a different branch? Like, what is this? Listen, Jennifer L. Armentrout has a brand, and yeah. she knows what it is, and she sticks to it, and it works. I mean, yeah. these have become incredibly popular, and for yes. good reason, I think, because she has this like really addictive quality to her writing that like mm-hmm. sucks you in, even though you know it's not like anything groundbreaking, mm. but it is still just like really compelling to read. At least it was for that first book for me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I have decided to stop um disclaiming my love for this series because i freaking love it and i'm tired of dealing with the backlash of akatar fans who are like this is crap and i'm like okay but this is like akatar 2.0 and i enjoyed the first two books that i've read of the akatar series so like who cares who cares? Who cares? You know, let
1: people like things. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, whatever brings you joy. Like the world is hard enough. Find yeah.
0: something that brings you joy and don't feel bad about it. Yeah, just go for it. I need some hawk in my life. Okay. Yeah. Bastille. Poppy. Sure. Kieran. Yes. We will talk about him. So <laughs> I don't care, people. Kieran. Yes.
1: Yeah. I keep mm. picturing him as um, uh, like kind of like Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. <gasps> Like very, uh, just like piercing blue eyes and like the kind of like shaved head. That's what I've been picturing. So that's been working for me in a way. And I know there are some sexy things that happen in this book because I've been on Twitter. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I'm excited to talk about that. Well, sexy in essence, Mm. well, there, there is one part of this book that has been alluded to and it has been leading up to this moment for basically, since the first book. I remember. um, it left a little to be desired. But I Mm. guess, Kelly, why don't we do a little kind of recap of what happens to get to this book, and then
0: we'll fill Tilly in on the plot points of the book. (laughs) But also, before we go into the plot of the last book, The War of Two Queens, we have to do our fun little game with Tilly. About some of the yes. extras. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Is it a game that I can fail at because I'm already stressed? Um, you
1: know what? You'd think not, but you can. Uh-oh. You can. All right. And okay. we did. I'm ready. Yes, we did. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's great. Let's start this recap.
0: Okay, Tilly, what do you remember about From Blood and Ash, the very first book? I would love to tell
1: you. I remember that uh, it focuses on the maiden whose name is Poppy. Mm-hmm. She has some sort of dumb actual name. Oh, Penelope. I
0: like um, it.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, dumb <laughs> is a, is a really subjective <laughs> term. Fine. I didn't. I didn't like it because it felt too real to Penelope, but like not. Anyway, doesn't matter. So she's the maiden, which means she's some sort of, like, religious icon reborn, I think, in this restrictive society. And she's, like, not allowed to go out and about. But she's very feisty. And she likes to go out and about and take her her veil off and, like, reveal her real face, which is scarred from an attack of these, like, creatures. So in, like, the first chapter, I think she is out and about on the town in disguise, quote-unquote, and she runs into this fellow named hawk who is like very handsome and dreamy and they have like a suit like sort of sexy moment Mm -hmm. and oh the other thing too is that poppy is the maiden which has all the implications of she must remain pure and like a virgin and nobody can touch her. Um, but she feels herself awakened by this sexy man. And then later on, he turns out to be her bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like getting, I'm like salivating because <laughs> I'm like so excited about talking about this. And I was so into the book for like yes. so much of this time because I'm like, oh yeah, they're like pro- close proximity and they're like discovering each other. And through it, all, uh, Poppy is like starting to learn from Hawk because he has all these ideas about maybe the society that you grew up in isn't good or isn't like what you thought it was Mm -hmm. and there's all this like there's a sickness too that kind of happens and people can be like cursed and it's kind of um connected to these like monster things that are also attacking everything yes the craven that's what i remember as a setup yes the the craven yes yes that's what i remember i'm gonna turn it over to kelly to wrap up the plot points
0: okay so basically the rest of the book she's learning things about Uh, The Atlanteans and the Craven and the Ascended because she thinks she's going to ascend, which is this huge ritual. And then she finds Mm -hmm. out that she's basically been fed lies her whole life and she doesn't want to ascend. And then she finds out that Hawk isn't really Hawk, that he's the Dark One, Castiel Denier, and he's like leading the revolt. And yeah. So, and she's like, you lied to me. And then the second book starts and he's like, you're going to marry me. And she's like, what? And a lot of sexy marriage times- thing
1: happens at the end of the first book.
0: Yes. He's he like says my wife. And
1: she's like, huh? And then it moves on. But that, <laughs> yes. that was actually my favorite when they were in, I don't even remember what it's called, the wherever they were. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That was my favorite yes. part of the whole
0: series. They had sex in the snow, and they had sex in a carriage in the middle of a fight. I'm like, there's stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> We're busy. They're busy, but we're busy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Should
1: we say, too, that the, the Ascended turned out to be, like, basically vampires?
0: Yes. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of pseudo-vampires in this story that I get confused, and I would love a glossary. We don't have a glossary. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Craven. Cravens are like crazy vampires, (laughs) like actually like diseased vampires, zombie vampires. Yeah. And then the Ascended are your typical like Dracula vampires, Mm -hmm. where they're like very beautiful, but they don't feel anything. And they only come out at night. Mm -hmm. And they 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 feed into the Yeah. And they feed on people to live. And then you have Atlanteans who are also like vampires but they're superior they don't need blood all the time and they can go Mm -hmm. out in
0: the sun and they're like an a whole other race so they're like um ancient they've got powers deities almost yeah yeah like half demigods yeah So we find out in the second book, there's so many things I don't remember, but there's a lot of traveling. I was so annoyed by all the traveling. So much traveling in that one. Oh my god, that poor horse. And so much of, like,
1: Poppy just arguing everything. And it's like, maybe you don't actually know anything, Poppy. Just listen for a moment.
0: Yeah. So she starts learning she has some very strong magical power kind of things and she doesn't know mm-hmm. why and then she finds out she's descended from a god named Nyctos, who is one of the main characters in the companion novel and then in the third book we find out that no she's not a god she's a deity which is like a step above a god i think but what? we don't ever really
1: know because she's so bad at explaining what the hierarchy is of all of these like magical godly creatures we have no yes. idea
0: <laughs> and it she, really
1: does feel like jennifer is just making this up as she goes along which like i respect that but i find it confusing <laughs> I, think I will she say. just like she needs to look at like cliff's notes of her own books <laughs> before she starts writing the next one <laughs> because <laughs> wow <laughs> just wow I, I now i don't even remember what
0: happened in the third one I'm like, what what was it? I'm trying to gloss over most of the things because there's so many things to try to remember. But I will Mm -hmm. say reading the third book, The Crown of Gilded Bones, and then reading the companion, reading the companion novel, I was like, okay, she has plotted a plan for this book. And it really helped me going into the fourth one. So that book I felt was like the clearest apart from the first so I will say that but there's okay, a lot of things know. yeah there's a lot of things that happen with um Cass's brother who was like imprisoned for oh, 50 yeah. plus oh, years yeah. and used as like a sex slave and a blood source cause he's got magic in his veins or whatever power um and so they're trying to get oh, his brother yeah. back yeah and then at the end of the third book we find out the queen of um that city. <laughs> I forget the big city. <laughs> carcedonia. Atlantia? No. No. Yeah. carcedonia She isn't Poppy's um grandmother, like she's we her thought. Mom. Yes. And she's crazy AF. And, oh, yeah. and didn't she's is few. Did we find is that Isbeth. out in the second book? No, we didn't find that out in the second book, I don't think.
1: I feel like I had that realization the second, but was it
0: like alluded to maybe? I don't remember. Maybe I'm mixing things up. <laughs> We might have I don't know. told you it before. Matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe. But basically at the end of the third book, she captures Kaz and Poppy's like, I'm going to fuck you up if you touch a hair on his head. And the ending was so epic. And she was like, bitch, I'm going to go get my man. And then the fourth book happens. And okay.
1: I really wish everybody could see my face because just like <laughs> that is just how I felt. The K okay, they are not together for like four hundred fucking pages of this book mm-hmm. of the fourth one. Two thirds of the but fourth that's the strength book, of the series. Yeah, two thirds of this book they are not together. And I was like, why am I reading this? Because the whole reason I like the series is because they are together physically in the same place. I was just like, oh no. Okay, so the two queens in the title then are Poppy
0: and Isbeth, Isbeth. who is her mom? Yes. So it's a mother-daughter fight. Yes. Yes. And... In the fourth book, she is, like, getting it on, like, she, her mom, is getting it on with Cass's brother. But we find out that he's just, like, kind of going along with it to survive. There's a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Because he (laughs) is... Heartmates, which I fucking hate that. I really wish you would yeah. have just used soulmates because heartmates just sounds like cheesy and weird. Anyway, Cass's brother, Malik, is heartmates with this girl named Millicent, who is Poppy's older sister, and they mm-hmm. look exactly the same, except she doesn't have scars on her face, obviously. And so Millicent spends the fourth book basically with this like black paint on her face or something yeah, like, so and her no hair. One, yeah and black in her hair so that nobody can tell who she is and but apparently she doesn't know that Malik is her heartmate he just like loves her from a distance which is like creepy because it's been like a like a, a lot of years that they've been yeah where did Millicent come from because I remember that Poppy had a brother oh yeah he's dead yeah he's dead, dead. <laughs> yeah. Isbeth <laughs> killed him at the end of the third book in front of Poppy. Ripped his head right off or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of the the tension in the first book was like, if but my brother's ascended, so they can't be that bad because he would never willingly do that. Mm-hmm. So is he bad or is he good? He's no. Good.
0: And he's not her real brother. Yeah. There's a whole lot and we've glossed over.
1: <laughs> so Millicent is you know how there were two maidens before Poppy. Oh, she yeah. is one of them, and she failed for some reason. I just still don't even really know what the reason is that she didn't like work. She wasn't mm-hmm. powerful enough, but Isbeth still loves her, and she is still she does still have like crazy powers, and she's mm-hmm. really hard to kill and everything, but not to the level that Poppy is. So, so she's basically like Isbeth's right hand, like general lady
0: yeah she is not the maiden because she didn't have the um shadow of an ember if you will in her she didn't have the deity um gene or whatever passed down to her so she doesn't have those powers so her mom decides to make her a revenant which you don't know what that is because it's in the third book. No. But it's basically this like creature that cannot die. It will just like keep like coming back from the dead unless it's killed by a draken, which is basically a shape-shifting What's a dragon. dragon.
1: There's dragons in this one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love dragons. I know. <laughs> I don't think it's like as cool as you're thinking though. No, that's the thing. And like, I'm listening to all this and I'm like, I thought this would make me feel less confused, but I think I'm actually more confused. And we are skipping over a lot. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> also, um, Isbeth really loved Malek, who was Cass's mom's first husband. But we find out that. That is not Poppy's dad, and her dad is actually his twin brother Iris, who is being captured by Isbeth and held as a cat in this cave down below the city. A cat? Yes, like a and a she wild saw cat, him, not a house cat. No, and so what? Yeah, so <laughs> okay, so he was a house, he was a wild cat, and that's how he impregnated Isbeth. No.
0: No. okay good the
1: cage wow. is just like making his powers weak so he can't transform back into a human but they were having a consensual relationship where human to human yes yes okay good at least like <laughs> human parts to human parts um oh because they're not really humans right <laughs>
0: yeah. um
1: anyway oh, right there whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean, mean like they were like cats but he had a human penis <laughs> that's what i was picturing and i was like no (laughs) wow this is it's like the book's weird but it's not that weird um no well that's the thing she keeps kind of coming back to the same plot points which is like a twin brother that nobody knew about um like not actually the mom it's actually the grandma or or like whatever Mm -hmm. she seems to be really interested in um using family members as like a twist Mm -hmm. and that's something that, like, is kind of getting predictable after a while, mm-hmm. from what I can tell. Yeah. But it sounds like it was still, like,
0: big twists for while you were reading. There's a lot that we can't go into, because we've already been talking about the plot, quote-unquote, for,
1: for a while. For
0: minutes. Um, But yeah, basically, fourth
1: book, after 400 pages, they get cast out. The first four hundred pages, whatever's happening, doesn't really matter. They take over a few cities, they get there, there's a confrontation, they play nice for a little while, which was like really boring, and <laughs> then they get cast out along with his brother, but Millicent has been left behind because Millicent is like, ew, Malik, I don't, I don't like you, because she mm-hmm. doesn't know yet. So, when you say they get cast out, that's Kieran Poppy and, and Kieran Poppy. And somebody else? There's a few other people. They've brought like a little group to. What about those cool ladies? There were like two cool Atlantean sisters. No, not Atlantean. They were the same thing that Kieran is. Wolven. What's Wolven? Wolven. The two cool Wolven sisters. I don't think they're sisters. There's his sister. Yes. And then their mom. Okay, that's what I'm remembering. Cool. I liked them.
0: And then there's like the other lady. There's a bunch of new people now because they've met up with like new people as they're traveling and gathering troops for this big war. So there's like drakens now. There's more Wolven, who Poppy has a connection with because of her deity-ness. She's able to communicate with them through like her mind, basically,
1: and the so she has a very notum?
0: yes. <laughs> She has a very strong connection with the Wolven.
1: So, okay. So, if her dad. <laughs> so, how is she descended from Nyctos if her mom was Isbeth and her dad was because Wildcat Man? Man? Nyctos is Malik and Iris's dad. Mm-hmm. So, Nyctos okay. would be her grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so, in the first book, they talked about Malik. Who is not Cass's brother? The other Malik. Mm-hmm. Why do they have the same name? First of all, um, and we'll get to they that. They talk about they talk about Malik as being like the first king or something, or he had like this big love story with somebody. Isbeth mm-hmm. with Beth with Isbeth. Yeah, they're heartmates. Mm-hmm. So that was talked about in the first book, but then yeah. kind of like disproven in the second book, but then proven again in the third book. Well, they thought that they had run away, and they were, like, living somewhere secretly together. But nobody, well, nobody being Castiel's mom, finally came out and was like, actually, I imprisoned Malik in this tomb, like, hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, sorry, forgot to tell you that Queen Iliana from... Ilyana, that's that is with, yeah. Isbeth, haha. Ha, just conveniently forgot that little tidbit, yeah. and that's your mom,
0: Poppy. <laughs> and there's a prophecy too that we can't go into because it's so long. It's very long, but it all relates, and it relates a lot to the companion novel. So I wasn't too lost with that in the War of Two Queens, but yeah, okay. that's a whole other layer that deals with Malik, Isbeth, Isbeth, whatever, Poppy. Yeah. There is
1: literally a line in this where he goes, is bitch. And I'm like, okay, what? Like the (laughs) fucking choices that were being made. I don't know if she was like, this book is just fun for me. So I'm not going to have an editor. Bad choice. Have an editor. Because you should have had someone say, do not put that in there. (laughs) Right. Maybe we should say that. So her books were self-published for a while, right?
0: No, they're independently published with, like, a small publisher. So her other books are through another publisher, but she said she wanted to go with this publisher so that she could do it her way and not be, Mm. like beholden to everything they want her to do i guess which is fair
1: so right oh totally i just remember for a while it was like you you could only buy her books through a certain website mm-hmm. but that now they're more generally available because they're really popular now so i was like good for you like success story yeah to kind of you know make it more mainstream this feels like a great time to talk about our sponsor for this episode anna louisa Ana Luisa is a sustainable jewelry company based in the United States, and all of their products, from the jewelry itself to the packaging, is completely carbon neutral. We are very lucky to have a 10% off discount code for all of you today. So if you're interested in uh, beautiful carbon neutral jewelry, please go over to Ana Luisa's website. Pick some of it out and use our code BYOB to get your
0: discount. Remember, Ana Luisa's pieces start from just 39 US dollars, so there is something for everyone, for everyone's budget, including mine, but it will be hard to pick because everything is just so freaking cute. Yeah.
1: I will say I have hardly taken this jewelry off since Mm. they so kindly sent it to us. I love it so much. My ears don't feel itchy at all. And I feel like I just look cute all the time. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Always a plus. I got a pair of really cute, simple studs because I usually like that type of style of jewelry for myself. And then I have another pair that they gave me that is like a dangly half moon shape that's marbled. And it's so cute, and that's for my fancier days or when I want to feel a little extra special. Yeah, I really love the pieces that I picked out as well. I also got a
1: similar one to Kelly with the kind of like half-moon earrings, mm-hmm. but just a different design. And I like that they're... um Marbled, and so they all are a little bit different. So I, I would imagine that even if someone got the same pair as me, it would still be like unique, which is cool. Yeah, And I also got a very cute little necklace. It's just a tiny little freshwater pearl on a gold chain. I usually tend towards like really minimalistic jewelry. So I was really excited by these pieces. so after living in their in their stuff, since they've arrived basically in the mail, we absolutely recommend them. So, again, please go check out Anna Luisa's website and use our code, capital BYOB, to get your 10% off. I want to get to this game. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. okay, Tilly, I have written down some popular words from the book. Oh, I want you to tell me how you would pronounce them. And then based on the glossary at the beginning of the War of Two Queens, we Mm -hmm. will tell you how Jennifer pronounces them. Oh, God. I know I'm going to hate this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So remember we kept saying we wanted a glossary or like info, whatever. We got a pronunciation guide. Yeah. Here it is. Are you ready?
1: Word one. Malik. Malik. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that was going to be my second guess. It gets better. But like, That's fine.
0: If you wanted to call him Malik, you should have just spelled it. How is it spelled, Nikki, so our listeners can understand?
1: Okay, it is spelled. Oh, this one is Malik. This one is Malik. What? M-A-L-I-C-K is how she spelled the... Okay, this one... That's Malik?
0: Yeah. Yeah. M-A-L-E-C.
1: No, ma'am. Mm. Malik should be M-A-M-A-L-I-K. Yeah. That would make yeah. sense to me. Yep. This is wrong. I don't Okay. Yeah, there's more. I'm already upset. <laughs> okay. The next one down. Carcedonia. carcedona Why would you put the I there? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. No. <laughs> yes. Is she just... Okay. Um, Okay. Actually, on one level, I'm kind of starting to respect her a little bit, because I'm like, she's just... She's using language however she wants. She's creating new words. She's saying no thanks to the English language. And I... I, Part of me is interested in that. But the other part of me is upset because it just seems reckless. Yeah. Careless. Bizarre. (laughs) Oh. Okay. The next one... I don't remember even seeing that in the
0: books that I read. Is that a character? So this is a term from the Wolven that means like my queen and they call Poppy that okay, can you show because again?
1: yeah. Key it again. I would say mia liesa. Mia lisa. Okay. But like why? Okay. Why are you putting in other letters that don't need to be there? I could understand your point of she's breaking rules of the English language but she didn't have these glossaries on any other books and also there's a bunch of words here that don't need to be here like alistair she literally is like this is how you say alistair but she just hyphenated the actual name for the pronunciation and it's like why like what yeah So it does almost feel like she's kind of retroactively doing the like, this is how you pronounce my version of this word. But also. Oh. What's that word? Is that from the first two books? Notum? Well, you'd think it would be notum, but it's no tom.
0: No, no tom. tom. No tom's allowed. N O
1: T A M (laughs) is pronounced no No tom. tom. Yeah.
0: But also I want to say in an interview I saw her do on Instagram live, she was like, I don't care if people mispronounce things because I pronounce things differently every day of my own characters. (laughs) And I was like, what? Okay. Then that makes sense to me. Because if she if she doesn't know
1: and she admits that she doesn't know, then this is all just kind of funny. (laughs) Do you guys know, um, like on TikTok, that trend of like singing or speaking in cursive? No, no. It's, uh, people basically just say things in this, like, really weird voice. And after hearing you say that, Kelly, about what she said, I'm like, I feel like she just speaks in cursive all the time and she just changes all of the words, like, even just in her regular everyday life. (laughs) I would love to hear what speaking in cursive sounds like. I'll send you guys a video after. It's so (laughs) annoying but funny. (laughs) I want it to be you. I
0: can't. I really can't. I'll never bounce back. <laughs> okay, I have a word. I don't know if you wrote down. No, I had one more, but it's actually kind of
1: like a given. Macedonia, which is already a country, North Macedonia, in mm-hmm. our world. Mm-hmm. So it frustrated me that she created this country that she thought was fantasy that is not. And it's not. Anyway. And whatever. she says Macedonia like just like Carcidonia.
0: Yeah. <sighs> but the also Penelope Balfour, she pronounces it Balfloor. There's no there L, an extra L there L that
1: doesn't exist. Mhm. Jennifer, uh, we need to talk about consonants and vowels. <laughs> <laughs> Phonics and your relationship to them. <laughs> Honestly, reading that glossary felt like if you you were like, My name's James, but I spell it like Michael. That's what (laughs) that glossary started to feel like. It's so, so random. Yeah. I know, and and, and in that sense, it almost goes around from like being like bad to being kind of good again. Because it's like makes the full cycle of like (laughs) It's so bad, it's good, and almost
0: like making fun of itself. So is it camp? I don't know. I'm just confused because then the main character from the companion novel was named Serafina and Sarah for short. Except no, it's Serafina and Sera. What? Por qué? I don't know. <laughs> like...
1: I don't know either. <sighs> But Serafina is a dope name. Right? Yeah. It just made me think of the Golden Compass. Mm. Yeah. Serafina Bacala forever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So that's our game. (laughs) Wow. Slash rant. Yeah. I want to talk about the main event of this novel because this is why. Yes. This is why I texted Tilly, even though she hadn't read it, because I was like, I need to talk to someone because Nikki's not there yet. And I need to get this out. (laughs)
1: yeah and I was here for it because I had been reading all these things on Twitter about like all these people who were mad about this, basically threesome, yeah, um which literally I had kind of predicted from the first novel. I was like, yes. Oh, this is gonna happen. Yeah. There are vibes between Cass and Kieran. they have this like close bond, they like share all these things. they're both kind of like interested in Poppy. They have some like sexy moments, all three of yeah, them she and has like oh, well, sex obviously with to
0: this, and he holds her
1: yeah hello i will say i was mad but not because there was a threesome i was looking forward to it this was like i had been waiting for this moment (laughs) for like 1800 pages and Mm -hmm. it was finally happening but and this is something whenever she has a scene with more than two people you can never fucking tell what is going on because she is not good at explaining things. And I think that this was like the prime example because it was like, there's a knee. And I'm like, whose knee? Yeah. Who's knee? <laughs> yeah. I need to know. Because that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there were hands on me. Whose hands? Like, why am I reading this vague thing? Like, yeah. it might as well go have for been it, like, go for it. like the lights went dark and I couldn't see anything the next day right. because it was like it i don't know it just felt like a really big waste of time for all of that build up because there was no good explanation she talked about Cass, but didn't really talk about kieran just like kieran's behind me and then there was a penis and i'm like but whose
0: whose yeah. penis i need to know yeah, and, like, she kind of – she talks about it in her author's note because she knew going in that half the people were going to be really pissed that there was a threesome and the other half would be, like, excited for it. And she said it was planned from the beginning and I wanted to focus this scene on more about, like – um I guess like the emotional aspect or like the ritual of the joining and not so much the sexy times. So I'm like, okay, hopefully in the next book, there will be sexy times that we'll hear about because I feel like she was too scared to go there because of her readers and half the readers on Goodreads were so awful to her. And on her personal pages, like on Twitter, Facebook. Why? Because they thought she was doing lip service and putting in this, like, smutty scene just to... this. People were saying um, for horny soccer moms, which I was like, that's really rude, first of all. Yeah. Kelly's not a mom.
1: And she doesn't even play <laughs> soccer anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> But I'm just like, kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe these people were being so rude over a book, over a right? fake and
1: scenario. I know, and is it? And because there are so many smutty scenes in the in this series, yeah. That like obviously this is just another a logical evolution of these scenes. Mm -hmm. And from what I could tell, because I was trying to like read around the the subtext of like, why are people actually upset here without having read the book? I didn't know all the specifics. And from what I understood, it was because they were like – it was a lot of just veiled homophobia, right? It was a lot of them being like, well, Castile would just never have sex with a man, like be intimate with, was that part of it? No,
0: I didn't, know. So what I remember is she had asked him about that in a previous book, like, have you ever like had group sex or a threesome or whatever with Kieran? And he, I'm pretty sure Cass said yes, but that it wasn't so much that he was into Kieran, just like he's not- he has no qualms about that. So and he said right. Kieran being but a woven, I think That's
1: why. Hmm? I think that's why people were upset though, is because it was like happening. I do not I though, honestly, I, don't, I don't, know. don't know how people could know. have even been upset or felt that they had the right to be yeah. upset. Who because cares? from the first time they talked about the joining, and I think the first time she really hears about it is from like Alistair or something, and he's like Yeah, it can get um, more, like, I don't know if he says, like, sexual, but, like, sensual or something, like, alluding to the fact that you could start, like, getting, like, hot for the people you're joining with. And I'm like, okay, were all of these people really thinking they were going to say that and then it wasn't
0: going to happen? Have you been reading the books? And the fact that they were voyeurs with Kieran and that girl at that wedding and he was like oh yeah the wolven don't have any qualms about sexuality everything is open and welcome and there's no shame and then they start like fooling around watching them like hello (laughs) oh my god i just don't understand why people would be
1: upset like it doesn't make any sense to me because yeah it's a it's a book it just chill out and also like these characters aren't they aren't real people yeah and even if they were people can do all sorts of things that like you might not have expected or that you might not approve of but it doesn't mean that the author is like betraying her like her brand or something because that was always her brand was like kind of inexplicable sex moments yeah and this one was explained yes and the whole joining thing was like
0: a ritual to i don't know make get get a woven of your own i was a little unclear on that So it's to link your life with someone else. And so they didn't do it for a while because they weren't really sure what Poppy was. So when they found out that she's a deity, she was like, okay, I want to link Cass to me because I will live longer than him. And I'm more immortal than he is. But then she had this connection with Kieran and she's tied with Kieran because she has the primal notum or no Tom, whatever. And, um, She didn't want him to be left out because she cares deeply for him as well. And they talk about that throughout this whole book. And Mm -hmm. people were also pissed because they thought that she was cheating on Cass because Kieran was there for her in this whole book because he was also feeling loss and grieving the loss of his like really, really close friend, almost like life partner in a way because they've been Mm -hmm. together this whole time. And nothing sexual happened. He would, like, cuddle with her in woven form just to protect her. Okay, And something pseudo-sexual
1: did happen, but I was there for it. She has to (laughs) feed from him, and she's reading his thoughts when she's feeding from Kieran. Mm -hmm. And at first, it's um, a scene of him and Castile, like, catching fish or something. And then he changes the scene, and she's watching him having sex with um, that woven that girl. girl and him watching Castile finger her while they're watching him. So, so he said that she said that he yeah. said that she said that he said, yeah. but do they know that we know that they know? Yes. Well, and she stops feeding from him and she's like, you were watching us. And he was like, yeah, it was super hot. So Whoa. that is like a pseudo sexual thing thing kind of like they weren't doing anything she was feeding from him but like I loved that I was like yeah. yes
0: girl yeah, and Kieran I love him so much yeah and also she was watching him so there can't be a double standard because yeah. she was turned on right? by him yeah. and
1: there's, there's, there's nowhere in these books that it says like Poppy and I are monogamous and we do not support any sort of anything with anybody else No. so I think a lot of the backlash was just people maybe being a little like projecting too much of what they think is okay in a relationship onto these characters who don't have the same morals Mm -hmm. well that's the thing to bring this back to an earlier episode in season one where i said Mm -hmm. these people are not human and so you cannot be like this is what humans would do these these people have uh relationships to each other that we could never comprehend there's like blood bonds and like heart bonds that we just don't have in like our real world so you can't be like they would never do that because you don't know yeah you've never been like tied to somebody through blood you don't know what you would do for them (laughs) like
0: yeah and people people were bringing up that like They're like, Cass would never do this because he's so protective of her. And he's always like, she's mine and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But not from Kieran. Exactly. He He has total trust in him because they are like two peas in a pod, you know? And so even when he's gone, they have like a dream moment, Poppy and him, where they're like actually together in the dream talking in real time. And I'm pretty sure he's like, you need to feed, feed. Don't worry about me. Like, you need to take care of yourself. I trust Kieran. I trust you. All that jazz. So, like, people grow up, okay? Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I gave it five out of five. <laughs> love it. I am very happy that Jennifer didn't decide to go the love triangle route. Instead, she went this oh, other yeah. route of, like, a thruple, potentially. And I'm, like, so interested in that because, like, in my personal life, no thank you, but, like, I don't read a lot of books like that. And so, especially in fantasy, so I was really excited for that new direction. And I really like Kieran, so I want to learn more about him and have him come out of his shell more and, like, verbalize his desire for Poppy because, Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean it's a it's a fantasy romance novel and we want the fantasy. Yes. We don't want the like what would I do in my everyday life as a <laughs> a married ass woman who lives in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: a yeah, soccer mom. I'm kind
1: of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of Listen, the opposite though. I really I like kind of having the three of them together, but I don't want too much because I hold out hope that there will someday be a spinoff series with kieran same finding his heart mate or mm. whatever and so i don't want him to be too tied to poppy and cast because then it's just gonna feel like a breakup and like really weird mm. and i don't mm. want him to bring a girl in and it be like the four of them i just yeah i don't know i feel like the the more tangled he gets with Poppy and Cass, the least, the less likely he's going to find his own person. Because mm. I think for them, it's always going to be Poppy and Cass, and then Kieran. The primaries, yeah, yeah. So, I I do want at least like one more scene where we actually get some description mm-hmm. and not just confusion. Yeah, but yeah, whose knee it is? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and more. <laughs> So, just the knee. I'm only interested <laughs> in the knees. There was a lot of talk about knees. Knees between legs, like, just, there. it was a lot. There was a lot of knees involved. I don't um, usually find knees are that involved, but maybe I'm doing it
0: wrong. Well, we're not woven Atlanteans and Davies, so who knows how they do it. Too true. Maybe they have extra knees.
1: They just extra sprout joyce. when they <laughs> When they're horny, they're like oh look at all my extra knees <laughs> <laughs> truly this whole series sounds like the oh what a tangled web you weave <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's what i feel like it has become it is like kind of become just more and more things added on top and um i'm really happy that you both explained to me some things about the war of two queens i don't think i'm gonna read it i'm sorry <laughs> i just uh i get really caught up in Um, the inconsistencies in the writing. So I find it hard to move past that sometimes, but I love hearing about it. And (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'll check out like some select scenes. Yes. some Carefully curated pages. I can tell you the numbers. Yes. (laughs) I bet you could. Yeah. (laughs) I will say, I guess we haven't really told Tilly the end of the book.
0: No. What happens at the end? So is this the last one for now. No, there's
1: going to be two more. At least that's what we think. Um, more mm-hmm. holy but I, I will say for myself I really enjoyed the first two books and this book and the third book I found kind of like convoluted and long and I didn't really care very much about what was going on I was really there just for Poppy and Cass which is why it was such a letdown that they were not together for so much of this book mm-hmm. but at the end of this book they kill Isbeth and then in the the fifth book that will be coming out, a whole new kind of plot is starting.
0: Oh. So it's linked start, to the companion novel.
1: Yeah, it can mm. start fresh. So I am really looking forward to the fifth one that hopefully it will kind of rejuvenate mm-hmm. what she's doing because she can maybe plot a little bit better um, and figure out what her steps are to get to the end goal before she starts writing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but yeah i i don't know i was happy for this book to be done which makes me sad to say because i loved the beginning of this series so
0: much i loved the first one the companion and this one i think the most the middle two second and third i felt kind of like okay we're traveling a lot i don't understand what's happening there's way too much info um i need to reread those two but yeah, I it didn't bother me that they were separated for so long, but I was so happy when they were together because I was into the other plot stuff even though I'm definitely here for Cass and Poppy, you know. So, but yeah, it gave me like extreme new moon vibes and I'm happy they're back together and I'm ready for them to stay <laughs> together. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, they can't separate them again like it's already been done. Yes. And that's what, if if that's what most of the the book is about, and if that's what most of the audience wants it to be about, then don't torture them. Just let them have what they want. Give them what, that's they, my want. <laughs> Give them what yeah. they want. Give them what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely niche, obscure reference to one of our first episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: check out our backlist. You'll find it somewhere in there. <laughs> Hint: It's me being made fun of. <laughs> What I love about that
1: is that it, the rhythm of that <laughs> sentence was so good that it like gets stuck in my head sometimes. Give the you know, people like what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's so satisfying to say. I mean, we're making fun but not in the like, mean way. We love it.
0: Gotcha.
1: Well, this whole episode has been chaos, so <laughs> I think that it's only fair that the outro also be chaos. Love it. So, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of what i think we are now gonna call sloppy seconds yes (laughs) hopefully you liked this random ass episode of like just i don't i don't even know what to call this it was just so much of everything the hot goss if you want to see more from us and what we're doing please feel free to go and follow us on instagram or tiktok Thank you again so much for listening to this episode and we will catch you
0: next time. Cheers.